Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. The Green Bay Packers embarrassed the Dallas Cowboys at Jerry World in the playoffs. Just how monumental is this and how soon will Jerry Jones drop the hammer on the team? Also, the Lions hosted the first playoff game in Ford Field history. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. The Green Bay Packers went into Jerry World, into Dallas on a frigid day, a seven-point underdog, according to our friends at FanDuel. They left having scored the most points in Packers franchise history, a 48-32 to beatdown that was never really even that close. And of course, it raises important questions about the future of the Dallas Cowboys. I'll let someone in Dallas decide what has to happen there. Bill Belichick on line one. But this Packers team built this team differently. We love to say that, don't we? Athletes love to say that. Your friends on Instagram love to say that. Built different. But how many of those people were actually built different? This Green Bay Packers team built different. They drafted a quarterback when they didn't need one. He sets a Packers franchise record for highest QB rating in the postseason, 157.3. And it would have been a perfect 158.3 had they not had to go back out there and run one last passing play. He misses his tight end or he has a perfect passer rating in his playoff debut as it is three touchdowns, 272 yards and a dominating performance at AT&T Stadium where his predecessor also happened to dominate. But it wasn't just that. It is a passing battery that is exclusively first and second year players setting records in receiving yards, receiving touchdowns. Any, any record you can think of that has to do with the passing game and rookies, the Packers now own that record. It's Jaden Reed who barely saw action in this game in terms of targets. It's Dontavian Wicks who scored a touchdown on Stephon Gilmore to make it 20 to nothing. It is Romeo Dobbs, a second year player who was a day three draft pick who was open all game. He has a touchdown in this one to go with six catches in over 150 yards. And Aaron Jones, the running game alive and well in the NFL, still four straight games over 100 yards. It's the best stretch of football he's played in his career. Older running backs, guys, in his same sort of era, Alvin Kamara, falling off. Dalvin Cook, can't stay on a roster. Yet Aaron Jones is here defying all reason, logic, and history. This team is truly built different. It's the youngest pass-catching group since the expansion Browns. The youngest playoff team. It's the youngest team in the league, but the youngest playoff team since 1978. Teams don't 
do what the Green Bay Packers did. And they become the first seven seed to beat a two seed in the new modern playoff era. Now it's only six games. But the other games weren't even close. And either was this one, except it was the seven seed doing the beating. Could this lead to other teams taking some similar paths, drafting a quarterback a little bit sooner than maybe they, they need to? I'm not so sure because not every team has the luxury to have that guy sit behind Aaron Rodgers to learn from Aaron Rodgers. And not every team is going to be able to say, hey, all these young skill players just go develop. It helps because the Packers hit on Jaden Reed looks like a legit guy. Dontavian Wicks, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft. This rookie class of pass catchers is unbelievable. You have to be able to do that too. Not an easy thing to replicate. And then you add in. This is Jordan Love's first year as a starter. You don't expect him to be able to do that. That's just not a thing. This team was not supposed to be in this position. They're not, they're not supposed to grow up this quickly. This is going to be a nearly impossible thing for other teams to replicate. Because this team is built different. Other teams can't build their team like this. Which makes this team all the more special. Stay up to date all year on the Green Bay Packers by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Packers on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, how will Jerry Jones respond to this humiliation? Before we get to that, the Bills and Steelers will not be pushed back again. The NFL playoffs are coming, and now's the perfect time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, what are you waiting for? The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, teasers, and more. There's also weekly promos and boosts to give you plenty of opportunities to increase your payout. The Bucks may be hosting, but the Eagles are favored on Monday night, FanDuel has Philly favored by two and a half over Tampa. You can also combine bets for a bigger payout. Same game parlays are a great way to enjoy watching sports. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and do the NFL season right. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on sports today here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked on plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. New York Governor Kathy Hochul says the playoff game between the Steelers and Bills will not be pushed back again despite an ongoing travel ban in the area around Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park, New York. The wildcard game is scheduled for 4.30 p.m. Eastern Monday after originally being planned for 1 p.m. Sunday. The decision to push back the game was announced early Saturday afternoon. The New York State governor said, I'm not saying it's going to be pleasant, but conditions won't be life-threatening either. That is damning with faint praise. There is a travel ban for Orchard Park and Buffalo, but that didn't stop fans from walking to the stadium with shovels to help handle the snow. It was one of the coldest playoff games ever. 
And as you could expect, the Florida team did not handle it so great. Kansas City's offense really came out and uh, took it to the Dolphins early in the game. I mean, that, that first touchdown drive looked like the Kansas City offense of old in some, in some respects. Yeah, it really did. I mean, I, I thought, hey, at third and 10, after those two incompletions, that it was, oh boy, here the Chiefs offense is going to come and go three and out and setting the, another tone for a slow start and at a rough outing offense. And then after that, it was just an absolute clinic. Um, uh, the way that they were able to run the football and throwing the football. And as Andy Reid said afterwards, I mean, he's like, he didn't think that the, the Dolphins were going to expect him to come out and throw the ball that much early. And that was, you know, one of their keys was to come out and hit some throws, you know, really kind of loosen things up that way and then start running the football. And it worked out very, very well. And before Jordan Love put his stamp on Wild Card Weekend, another young quarterback, CJ Shroud, absolutely dealing on Saturday. The Texans continue to win. And oh, they man. Ahead in the playoffs after their 45 14 victory, second time around against the Cleveland Browns. CJ Stroud had a record breaking performance. He went out there on a day through for in his first game as a rookie in the playoffs 274, three TDs, zero sacks. A passer rating of 157, a QBR of 94, 98.4. <laughs> and that's all due to the Texans O-line taking away the Cleveland Browns' best attribute, and that is their front four. Alabama hired Kalen DeBeer away from Washington, so the Huskies hired Jed Fish away from Arizona. This is the best hire that Washington possibly could have made in, in, in the scenario that Kalen DeBoer put them in. But the, the work that Jed Fish has done with the, let's shall we say, limited resources in Arizona in comparison to Washington and maintained it, that's the thing that's key for me because it wasn't just, hey, you can get a couple nice recruits because, you know, you'll offer X amount in, in NIL. It was also that you could do something with it. And it's kind of ironic now that we look back on it that the Arizona game was kind of that fork in the road game for Washington where, hey, at a, for, a, for a few weeks there after that game, it was like, I don't know, they squeaked past Arizona. I, I, I don't know about that. And then it's like by the end of the season, no, Arizona was a dog of a program. They were, they were, that was a unit. They just had to get going to get to that point. And at that point, when they faced Washington, Noah Fafita was just now becoming the starter. Right. So at that so at that point they weren't full fledged into what they became. So that's that's a fantastic point because I I, I know you and I had this conversation at some point. I know I had this conversation with some other people around the pro uh, not not like with the program but like around the program a bunch of fans that I've talked to where it was would would, would you rather see Oregon again than Arizona? Like it it got to that point. It was because what Jed Fish was building was so impressive. Here is another story you need to know. No word on when the, the deed signing took place, but apparently Aaron Rodgers signed over the deed to AT&T to Jordan Love in a Packers playoff win, a 48-32 win over the Dallas Cowboys by the seven-seeded Green Bay Packers. The Dallas Cowboys were seven-point favorites in this one. Marcus Mosher from Locked On Cowboys joins me now. And, and Marcus, uh, you and I had a lot of fun breaking this game down. Neither of us saw this coming by any means how did this happen for dallas i mean it followed the same game script that has given the cowboys problems all season long they are a team that is built to play with the lead they love to get up yeah. early in these games 
and then lean on their pass rush to to basically kill teams in the in the second third quarters. But when you get down to a 14-0 hole and all of a sudden the crowd is completely taken out of the game, things start to get really hard. And you saw the offense pressing, you saw the defense pressing, and they didn't have any answers on their side of the ball. Um, a disaster for Dallas. And I think that's going to be the part of this that, that people are going to point to and say, look, this was supposed to be the year that they had it. The offense was the, the best version of this offense that we've seen. The defense, maybe not the best version of this defense that we've seen, but certainly good enough. Top five and plenty of metrics. They're playing at home. They're the two seed. They, they come back and sneak up on the Eagles and win the NFC East. So for them to have the season end this way, what do you ultimately take away from a year like this if you're Dallas? I have no idea. I think, I mean, you're right. Like everything's set up for this year to be different for the Cowboys. This is the best that Dak Prescott has ever played in his career. Yeah. This is the highest the Cowboys have been in terms of seeding since 2016. You were playing a team that had to win in week 18 just to sneak into the playoffs. And you look at the rest of the NFC bracket, it feels very much like this is the year that the Cowboys really could make a run. So to lose in the wild card round, and not only just to lose, but like Peter, this game was never close. Yeah. I mean, it was never close. As a as a cowboy fan, you felt like it was over what five minutes into the second quarter. <laughs> yeah. And that's what's so crazy. It's just that this was a non-competitive game from the best cowboys team that I think I've seen over the last eight years. I I don't know where they go from here. Yeah, it was 20 to nothing midway through the second quarter, 27 to nothing as we approached halftime. The Cowboys got that touchdown at the end to make it 27-7 at halftime. And, th and then you got to go, oh, the, the Jaguars, the Chargers, we saw this last year. And then in the second half, the Packers stomped out any hope of that. You know what comes next, Marcus. The questions about the future of this Cowboys team. So how how do they how do they make changes here? How do they move forward? These are the kind of losses that can just stick with a franchise. How do you wipe this from the slate? So you have a couple options, right? The, the first and the easiest option is to fire Mike McCarthy, right? Mm -hmm. Which is tough because the Cowboys have now won 36 games over the last three years, but they have just one playoff win at the time. So does Mike McCarthy deserve to be fired because of some small sample sizes in the playoffs. I, I don't know, but that's a whole lot easier to fire Mike McCarthy than it is to say, okay, Hey, we need to trade Dak Prescott who might finish second in the MVP uh, uh, race this year. They've got major issues on defense as well. And actually, Peter, I think that's the most alarming thing for me. The Cowboys could have scored 40 points in this game and it wouldn't have mattered because the Packers could have scored 90 if they needed to. <laughs> I, they scored touchdowns on six of their first seven drives in this game. It got mm. so bad that Sean Clifford took snaps in a playoff game. I mean, it, it, they're, they're in rough shape and now the roster's a little bit older. They've got some decisions to make. I, 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 genuinely, I genuinely don't know where the Cowboys go from here. Stay up to date all year on the Dallas Cowboys by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Cowboys on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, the Lions finally hosted a playoff game at Ford Field. The Detroit Lions are going to the divisional round of the playoffs. The Detroit Lions have won their first playoff game since 1991. 
The Detroit Lions have broken a nine-game playoff losing streak tonight or last night or whatever. They knock off the LA Rams at Ford Field 24-23. Shout out to you, the fans. The Lions would not have won this football game tonight without the fans. The job that was done by the fans to, to, to be that 12th man or whatever it is uh, really did ha- take its toll on the Rams, especially in the red zone. The game was won tonight because the Rams could not score in the red zone and had to settle for field goals, and the Lions punched it in when they got close. Then at the end, Lions had to hang on for dear life. This was a 21-17 score at the half, and then neither team really could do much in the second half on, on offense. Adjustments were made, but the Lions deserved to win this game. Huge stones from Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson on that second and nine, just under two minutes to go. The Lions figure, you know what? Let's get put the ball, and Dan Campbell said this after the game, let's put the ball in our best player's hands. And our best player, Amon Ross St. Brown. And Jared Goff got him the football. And on second and nine, they convert it, take three knees, and that's it. The long losing streak, the long drought over. And nobody left the stadium. There weren't people trying to leave early to beat the traffic. Like everybody stayed and partied. And the chance of Jared Goff, um, that's really cool. It's neat. And, 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 and the quarterback on the other side, Matthew Stafford, had a heck of a game. But you could tell after the game in his post-game press coverage, in case you missed it, they asked him about, hey, are you happy for the fans? And he said, I'm happy for the players. I think Stafford took it a little personally tonight that the other quarterback, Jared Goff, was having his name chanted all night. When Stafford came out, he got booed. I don't think Matthew liked that too much. Tough. Take your ball, go back to L.A. You asked to be traded. (laughs) Okay, stop. This is Jared Goff's town now. And Jared Goff did something tonight that Matthew Stafford couldn't do here. And that's won a playoff game. Now, did it help that it was at home? Yes. Did Matthew Stafford have a great career here, a really good career? Absolutely he did. And he lit the Lions up tonight. All right. The Lions have a major problem in their secondary and it and 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 rushing the passer. But you know what? They still found a way to win. Um, you know, Puka Nakua pulled what? Justin Jefferson pulled and C.D. Lamb pulled. And next week, whether it's Mike Evans or A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith, that's probably going to be, they'll probably feast too. The Lions found a way to win the game. Nakua tonight had nine catches for a buck 81 and a touchdown. Uh, <laughs> it, it just This is like an every week thing now. Justin Jefferson nearly goes for 200 yards. CeeDee Lamb goes for over 200 yards. Now Puka Nakua at 180. I mean, the Lions have, you want to talk about the draft. You want to like start draft prepping for the Lions. Uh, uh, They're going to have to sign a corner in free agency. They're going to have to draft a corner. And the pass rush wasn't wasn't good enough tonight. But you know what? They overcame it. They held the Rams to a pair of field goals in the second half. and. That's where you win. If I would have told you at the start of the night, hey, they're going to hold the Rams to 23 points, I think you would have taken that. 
especially the way the defense bent and bent and bent, but really didn't break. I mean, there were some breaks in there. Kindle Vildor trying to jump again. But all in all, solid performance, run game, golf given time to throw. Offensive line was tremendous tonight. Amon Ross St. Brown, when you need him, always there. Always there. Another 100-yard performance tonight. Seven catches for 110. Josh Reynolds played well. I love David Montgomery toward the end of the game, getting his yards. And again, that crowd was just incredible. Stay up to date all year on the Detroit Lions by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Lions on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. And finally, Golden State Warriors forward Draymond Green is planning to make his return against the Memphis Grizzlies today. The Warriors have gone 8-8 eight and eight since Green was indefinitely suspended after striking Yusuf Nurkic. Something tells me he will be on his best behavior for at least the first quarter. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Coming up on the next Locked On Sports today, will the Bills benefit from the postponed playoff game? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.